0: Episode. Oh! Uh, either one of you.
1: Maybe Jake.
2: That matter me. Maybe Jake
1: it. should read something. I'll edit it if it needs to be edited like that.
0: <laughs> you can leave that in. Okay, fine. I'll
1: leave in the burp. But if you breathe, <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Oh, shit. We got an email from Dennis. It freaked me out at first because I was like, Dennis. I thought it was like a really intelligent artificial thing that sent us this email and I was like oh this is actually a person that I know personally
0: oh so you think okay. he's a robot I didn't read Great compliment well I didn't
1: read who it was from initially like in oh, the subject okay. line because it came through the website ah. so the message so the subject line was meow shots are life and I was like what the yes, fuck does are. that mean mm-hmm. Um, And then I was reading and it took me about halfway through before I realized who this was that sent the message. they said, wow, your website shows up as not secure in the browser. But as a straight white man who doesn't need safety or feelings, I like the excitement. (laughs) So I was like, is this real? Like, what the fuck is this? And then uh, it says, really, though, I truly appreciate the work going into making thoughtful and interest provoking full episodes, fun filled and chaotic, though still informative mini episodes the re-recording of old episodes, and bonus episodes for only $5 on Patreon with a little copyright symbol. (laughs) Uh, The thoroughly... Apt and near-comprehensive research of U4 makes me slightly jealous, to be honest, and listening to the genuine conversations, both happy and sad due to the context they are in, are a highlight of my day while I work. I'm a huge fan of classic rock, and I love to learn about more bands' music I could listen to, especially if they helped influence or were influenced by ones that I already know. I also love Baroque, classical, and Romantic-era music that is more than I will ever be able to listen to in completion. It was great meeting you when Brittany and I visited. And I was like, who the fuck is Dennis? <laughs> oh. It's Dennis. Yeah, you guys both, we all met him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I he went, had the
0: suit on and oh, it was too he, hot in the suit. Yes. Dennis.
1: I went to high school with Dennis. Okay. And he came with my friend Brittany last year for my birthday. Yeah. Because I, I, what does that sound? I'm sorry. Oh, I think I mentioned it that um, she had asked me if she could bring her cousin for my birthday. And I was like, what? That's weird because it's like it's like a big ass drive, you know, and she had mentioned it one night when she was like super drunk. And then the next day was like, oh, I guess Dennis is coming up, too. I was like, I mean, that's fine. But yeah, but why why does he want to come hang out with me for my birthday? Like, I hardly know him. (laughs) We had like econ together in Mm. high school and I haven't seen him in 10 years. So I was like, strange, but sure, let's do it. And it was awesome. (laughs) So uh, anyways, he references some of that in here. If I could find the place. Yeah, so it was great meeting you when Brittany and I visited. Thanks again, Alex and Mr. I wish I had more property to spend all of my Monopoly money on, which was Brian.
0: Uh, Oh, yes, because y'all played Monopoly. We did. We
1: played Lord of the Rings Monopoly, and Brian had all of the money in the game. And he was like, Oh, I wish I had more property. I've just got all this money to blow, and I don't have anything to spend it on. It was so, we're like, Fuck you, bitch. Like, we're all, we all have one cent. Yeah. Uh, so he said, thanks for lending a place to stay for a couple of nights and the fireball for those nights. Oh, I also want to thank you for the crippling anxiety (laughs) you endured for that delicious Mac and cheese, which I later made for my family during the holidays. It was great both times. So we, for my birthday party, we decided to make the most fucking complicated recipe possible. And we were all fucked up. Like, (laughs) so it was me, Brian and Brittany and Dennis, and we're trying to make a roux. Which, I don't know if you've done that shit before, but it's like the butter and the flour Mm -hmm. and you have to fold the cheese in. But you can't let it boil and like you can't, I don't know, it's like super complicated. It's got to simmer. But it's how you melt the cheese without Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. So it was just a ridiculous mac and cheese recipe and it took us so long to do. And Brittany was like you guys are stressing me the fuck out and i don't want to be a part of this i'm gonna have a panic attack if i keep watching you do this because i was like stir stir (laughs) fold fold and dennis is reading the instructions and like brian's handling all of the stuff and i have the whisk and it was just like it was a shit show so she was like i'm gonna go in my room until you guys are done uh but then we finished it and it actually was like delicious and amazing and the meow shots that he's talking about I got a, uh, Brittany gave me this little gravy boat that was a porcelain cat.
2: Oh, is it the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and its
1: little paw was up in the air, and that's where the gravy would come out, but instead of putting gravy in there, we put fireball in there, and every time somebody came into my birthday party, we made them take a shot out of the, the little porcelain cat, um, and then we slap them in the titties. So. Uh, I'm glad you I didn't that? take a
2: shot out of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys politely I declined. But- I did it? Yeah, no, no. Jake, oh, Jake politely uh, declined, but yeah, you pour the shot in their mouth and then you slap them in the titties when yep, they came up. So yep. hmm. anyways, uh, he said, I did have a couple of episode ideas for you if you'd like. Both of these obviously ending in tragedy. Number one is Def Leppard guitarist that unfortunately succumbed to a life of alcohol and drugs in 1991, the late Steve Clark. Uh, this is the band's second and permanent loss of a bandmate after they stood by Rick Allen when he lost his arm. Boston uh, Number two was Boston singer Brad Delp, who I I believe I've mentioned before, um, who ended his own life in 2007 amid controversies involving himself, his bandmates, and others in his personal life. I regret that this email does not include pictures of cute animals for your enjoyment, but I don't have any to wake me up at four in the morning on my pull-out mattress after a late night of music and drinking. He is referring to Brian's dogs that assaulted him every morning, and he was like, <laughs> I need to sleep. And the dogs were like... No. Nah, bitch. <laughs> Pet me and give me food. So that was from Dennis. I didn't realize until like more than halfway through. Because um, I was like, who is this crazy person that's messaging us? And I was like, oh, he's our crazy person. <laughs> You're not crazy, Dennis. So thank you for the message. I've added both of those people to our list. Um. Anyway, so last or a couple of weeks ago, we did music trivia while my mom was in town. And I asked you guys in the Facebook group how you did. We got some mixed answers there roy beard oh coigleg <laughs> um, that's,
2: that's the facebook <laughs> name i
1: don't know okay said not great uh erica said that her she actually got a zero what but, oh. but, which i was shocked but also had her podcast speeds fed up to one and a half
2: so oh, that's uh
1: maybe she didn't have enough time to think yeah but erica you should know some of this shit <laughs> um eduardo said he got 14 which was maybe half of the questions that we had decent yeah and then brendan said he wasn't keeping track but he loved the episode and said at their local bar trivia his team came in third and and they got half off of their next pint of beer so if you guys get better at trivia i'm just saying then like maybe we should go do trivia somewhere Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of curious as to what our listeners think do you guys did you like the trivia is that something that we should throw in more often or like you know just like every so often do a trivia episode for you because i thought it was fun yeah i had fun but we we actually got some mini episode ideas from the trivia
2: it was okay i'm not a fan of thinking but
1: next time you can conduct the trivia how does that sound (laughs) you can Uh, pull your own questions and me and cassie will battle it to the death (laughs) but like i said i don't know anything yeah but if it's all metal. He's, I he'll, pilk pilk. he'll pilk some different shit. He'll pilk some. Yeah, so let us know if you guys liked the trivia. Maybe we'll do it again. We'll let Jake ask the questions. Uh, but yeah, we came across some questions that summoned forth more mini-episode ideas. So Aww. one of the questions was something like, who said elvis may be the king of rock and roll but i'm the queen and you guys didn't get that answer and it Mm -hmm. was little richard
0: i didn't know he said that so it
1: was
2: unexpected in the room i remember now
1: yeah and so i told my mom she because she was like why would he say that i don't understand And i was like well because little richard's gay and she was like what i didn't know that um so there's actually an interesting story behind the whole thing if you're not familiar with with Little Richard, he was big in, like, the fifty, like, like, probably late 50s, early 60s. But in his time period, it was not very cool to be openly gay.
0: Well, he was born in the 30s, so yeah. Yeah, I think his career um, started in the 47 50s. to 2020. I guess he's retired now.
1: <laughs> oh, well, when he started, you know, it wasn't, like, a very... Obviously, a big thing, and as of uh, as a man of faith, it was something that he kind of grappled with for his entire career. Oh, sure, yeah. mm-hmm. So I found a story on what exactly was going on there because he kind of went back and forth throughout his life in his statements on the matter. So we have an article here that I think Jake is going to read.
2: Uh, yes. And first, I'm going to tell you who you're listening to. Oh
1: my God! What we time? Are, how 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 uh, long into the episode? Do at you think least we are? twenty minutes. Twenty minutes? Yeah. I think. I'm gonna, 12 I'm gonna say
2: 12 I was about to say 15 so you can I'll, still say 15. yeah I'll, I'll be right in the middle there <laughs> okay
1: 10 wow
2: oh she all right we're it's, right it's on because
1: we just recorded an oh, episode true. before all. this yeah. it all runs, it all together. runs in together um, uh, but do
0: it. Yeah.
2: yes but uh you're listening to death by music podcast I am Jake and I'm here with Cassie and Alex uh, for another sorry nice
1: fuck I gotta turn my headphones down <laughs>
0: I was like, I didn't think it was that loud, but I did it right into the microphone. I
1: didn't know you were going to do it either. So it was also (laughs) terrifying. And I was trying to drink my water and I almost choked and died. So,
0: Hmm.
1: Well, this is from Billboard.com and it is by Chris Malone called A Brief History of Little Richard Grappling with His Sexuality and Religion. The, the little subtitle here is besides his music, Little Richard has been known for something else throughout his expansive career, his complicated relationship with his sexual orientation and his faith's effect on it. So take it away.
2: For more than six decades, Little Richard kept people uh, bopping to his signature style of uninhibited rock and roll. Besides his music, Little Richard has been known for something else throughout his expansive career: his comp. You just said that his yep. complicated relationship <laughs> with
1: his sexual orientation and his faith's effect on it. Right.
2: <laughs> In a 2017 interview on the Christian-oriented Three Angels Broadcasting Network, Richard reiterated a belief that homosexuality is unnatural while simultaneously reaffirming his strong Christian faith that has followed him for most of his life. Quote, anybody that comes in show business, they're going to say you gay or straight, he said. God made men, men and women. Women, you've got to live the way God wants you to live. He can save you. Those comments were the latest in a decades-long public struggle with reconciling his religious beliefs and his sexual orientation. Richard, born Richard Wayne Pennyman in Macon, Georgia in 1932, often acknowledged his lifestyle as a gay man. Charles White's 1984 biography, The Life and Times of Little Richard, weaves together anecdotes from Richard himself and people in his life, including a number of other artists. To tell a story of his rise from young Georgia gospel singer, to the biggest pioneer in southern rock and roll, in it he reflected on the sexual experiences from his young life that formed his sexual identity over the years. From a young age, he said he always felt feminine, wearing his mother's makeup and clothes before getting kicked out of the house at age fifteen by his deacon father.
1: Fifteen was it? I wonder if it was for that or for some other reason. Uh, like that's—I
2: would imagine extreme. like a buildup. Yeah, yeah but weird. also if he's getting caught doing this stuff. Yeah, And that's like a would have been an extremely big. What was a 40s, mid 40s. Yeah. 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He began performing at different venues around Atlanta and began traveling uh, what became known as the Chitlin Circuit. Nice. A number of uh, performance venues throughout the South that were safe and acceptable for black musicians, comedians and other entertainers to perform in during the segregation era. Oh, yeah.
1: This would have been around that time.
2: Yeah, uh, we're actually going to talk about these in the upcoming episode. Uh, uh, Bessie Smith? Bessie Smith, Smith, the the different, uh, I forgot the acronym for it, but there's the the different circuits they ran through the South and everything to to the different theaters and stuff that they performed at.
1: Yeah, because wasn't it, it was, oh, I guess it was in the North too where everything was still segregated Mm -hmm. because there were certain clubs in New York that they couldn't play at just because they were black. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, they had different companies that, You know, they traveled with, but yeah, that book. Yeah. It's the booking companies. That's what they were Mm. following his hit. Tutti Frutti reaching number two on the billboard R&B chart. 1956. Richard enjoyed a few years of success as a rock and roll performer. Interestingly enough, the original lyrics of Tutti Frutti were about another gay man. (laughs) I think Mm. this is
1: where I figured it out because I looked up the lyrics for this song. We went over this. Yeah. When
0: it was like one of the very first episodes. I brought it up. Mm hmm.
1: I like the lyrics. Read them.
2: I, we, I, yeah, I was just going over those. Uh, Tutti fruity, good booty. If it don't fit, don't force it. You, you can grease it. Make it easy. That's
1: very bold for 1956. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, his single Long Tall Sally reached number one on the R&B charts in 1956, and another recognizable hit, Good Golly Miss Molly, came out two years later. In a three-year span, Richard had racked up 18 hit songs. By the end of the decade, however, he felt God was telling him to turn away from secular music, and as a result, enrolled in Oakwood College to study theology. I believe we did a mini-episode on that.
1: Yeah, I think we, wow, it's come full circle. We don't even remember. (laughs) Yeah, I think we talked about how he went from this to becoming like a preacher. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. We probably have listeners who actually remember it and are like, you dumb motherfuckers. You've already done it. You're us. the one who said it to yeah. me. You know? <laughs> Maybe this is going more in depth because we definitely didn't go this far.
2: Yeah. No. Richard found pleasure in his biblical studies, becoming attracted to the idea of praising God through music. He believed he found peace with God and that he should live as God intended him to. He also believed that he faced devils while there, too. He was caught asking a deacon's son to expose himself and uh, resented his unnatural affections that led him to hate who he was. In addition to his homosexual activity, he became involved in voyeur- voyeurism in his 20s. Uh-oh, that's yeah. not. <laughs> that's, yeah, again, that's also in the 50s, too. Uh, paying men to let him watch them have sex with women, sometimes forcibly. Yikes. That's crazy, that. That you could even find that back then. Yeah, there they was a word like they for had it.
0: Craigslist. Yeah, right. Um, there was a huge like New York City. Um, we ended up my friend and I watched this documentary because it was true crime. But then it ended up being basically this entire thing was just people trying to get you to le- like be on the side of legalizing prostitution, and that it wasn't harmful depending on the circumstance. Anyway, um, the entire. Times Square of New York City was just clubs like this. What? There would
2: oh yeah, back in the seventies, yeah, and probably into the eighties. Most most of Times Square was it was like a giant like fuck. It was Pornhub before Pornhub.
0: What? Yeah, you could go into there was like this one room where there would be girls like in a box kind of thing, and then there was this. Like panoramic view, uh, kind of like going to so a this zoo, is like,
1: like a red light district, but yeah. in New York City. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whoa, I did yep. not know that. And then yeah, they got to old. a point where like you could reach your hand in if what? you paid enough money. Oh my god! Yeah, nasty. Yeah, Petting shit like zoo. that.
2: They had uh, the the theaters and stuff, the dirty theaters. That that, that Ayo, was all there. So
0: you could jerk off with all your
1: friends.
2: Yeah, I guess if you <laughs> really wanted to.
1: Weird. Okay, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs>
2: That's
1: so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Uh, anyways, <laughs> quote, my whole gay activities were really into masturbation, he said.
1: Well, that's not really gay, that's just you. Uh,
2: I, I mean, know, it's gay see, if you're, the you're a lot, man and it's, it's your not hand. gay if they don't touch, right? It's your hand. Right.
1: <laughs> so, masturbation is gay. Because hmm. it's with a guy. Yeah. If, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you have to do it yourself. <laughs> so. Tell the Republicans.
2: <laughs> I'd always be mad after I finished. Uh, well, that, that that's that post-nut clarity. Uh, <laughs> be go. mad at myself, don't want to talk about it, and don't want to answer no questions. His voyeuristic uh, escapades eventually led him to being jailed for sexual misconduct after being found with a couple in a car in a Macon gas station.
1: Huh. I wonder what about that was illegal, just being
0: In out. public?
2: Probably in public, in public. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Richard found himself performing secular music again in 1962 When he was persuaded to tour Europe Under the impression that it was a gospel tour After receiving a tepid audience response uh, To his gospel music Richard eventually found his way back to rock and roll Enjoying three more decades of musical success In 1995 he proudly told Penthouse I've been gay all my life And I know God is a God of love Not of hate
1: He's like a pancake He's flip-floppity (laughs)
2: oh what the hell was that from that was a.
1: it's from an epic rap battle (laughs) i think it's meant robbie versus obama
2: yeah it was yeah
0: (laughs) i I do like that one
2: that was a good one uh in a 2012 uh, profile in gq he candidly discussed partaking in orgies with both men and women and described himself as omnisexual Uh, uh quote we are both male and female sex to me is like a smorgasbord Whatever I feel like, I go for.
0: I have never seen that word spelled out. Yeah, I <laughs> I mean, me
2: neither. I was like, that, that looks awfully Swedish.
0: It does. I it's think got It got probably a of, is. <laughs> a lot of symbols on it.
2: It surprised some then to see him sing a different tune, no pun intended, in his interview with Three Angels Broadcasting. He commented on the state of pop culture, its acceptance of queer identities, and its lack of focus on faith. All these things, so much unnatural affection. So much of people just doing everything and don't think about God. Don't want no parts of him. Richard seemed to have found solace with God in regards to his sexuality, concluding on the matter, saying, regardless of whatever you are, he loves you. I don't care what you are. He loves you and he can save you. All you've got to do is say, Lord, take me as I am. I'm a sinner, but we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Regardless, little Richard lives on as a legend in every sense of the word. Tutti Frutti is still regarded as one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time, so much so that in 2007, Mojo declared the song as the sound of the birth of rock and roll. He straddled the line between secular and gospel music countless times throughout his long, illustrious career, and he became a queer icon for countless people, even inspiring drag impersonations. Good golly, Miss Richard.
1: The Queen rock and roll so that explains where that statement came from if you haven't listened to our trivia episode then you know go back a couple what are you doing, yeah. what are you doing? um i what found are you out that one swab? of my co-workers was like i listened to like five of your episodes the other day of your podcast and i was like how did you find out about my podcast <laughs> <laughs> and he said he'd been talking to ryan who uh wears our podcast t-shirt to work and mm. i was like don't tell them they don't know they don't know i live the secret life of broadcasting on the side did he like it yeah he said it was good but he didn't tell me which ones he listened to because i'm always skeptical when people are like i listen to your show i'm like you hated it
0: it's good he said he liked which it episodes <laughs>
1: i don't know i don't know which ones he did because <laughs> he listen he's punk he does punk so it was angelo and he's now doing the punk show on 96x which mm. is Uh, You know, we used to have it a long time ago and he's brought it back Mm -hmm. and so I was a little bit nervous because I know we just released that episode on CBGB because we have the Ramones coming out this year so I was Uh, like did he listen to that and was he like you guys are dumb as fuck did
0: he know it's now a clothing store
1: I wish it was a pickle store I love pickles (laughs) and on that note we are going to end our very wonderful podcast that everybody loves Thanks for listening, and you can um, (laughs) let us know your thoughts in the Facebook group. It's Death by Music Podcast fans, and if you want to subscribe to Patreon, we just did an episode, our final one for April Mm -hmm. was on the time that the FBI and Michigan State Police thought that Trent Reznor was dead for two years. It was a weird story. So if you want to hear that, subscribe to Patreon. It's $5 a month. It is patreon.com slash death by podcast team I think (laughs) and if you want a t-shirt we've still got a big old box full of t-shirts right behind Cassie so send us a message and rest in peace
0: I gestured but they couldn't see it
1: yeah that was it was a beautiful van of
0: Mike
2: with your
1: Death My Music Podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.